0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chel Stars podcast. We took a couple weeks off just due to our busy schedules, but we are back today and better than ever. It's kind of good that we might have taken some time off because there's been a lot of trades, a lot of rumors, and a lot of things to talk about on this episode. And I know we're all excited. Unfortunately, Corey is not here with us uh, just due to work things, but the show will carry on. There is going to be a lot of news, so please stay tuned. We're just going to update on the trades, talk about the trades, do the trivia that we usually do, and so forth. Uh, Max, I'll kick it off to you to start with all the news.
1: Thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, holy crap, do we ever have a lot of news, especially in the last few days, as we get ever so close to the trade deadline um, this Friday the 3rd. I believe it's the 3rd. Um, There's rumors everywhere. Uh, So we have lots of trades to go through. That's going to be our main topic uh for today usually we have our you know whatever kind of uh most approved player yada yada best contract kind of discussion but it's mostly going to be on this uh as well as a few other things later on um so obviously lots leading up to this deadline lots of rumors everywhere um one of the biggest buyers or i should say there's a few of them and they're all pretty much in the east um, a lot of this discussion I think will be based off teams in the east because everyone's buying. It's a bit of a it's a bit chaotic over there. Um, one of the... race, I would say. Yeah, there you go. Um, one of the biggest teams to be doing so uh, is most definitely the New York Rangers. Um, the morning after we recorded the last episode, that was a little <laughs> while back at this point. but of course the morning after we recorded, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko had been traded uh, to the New York Rangers, uh, which is also, funny enough, Aaron's pick for the most disappointing player on her fantasy team. So,
2: Yeah, I stand by it. Nothing's really changed.
1: <laughs> you did yeah.
3: have a hot start. Didn't he score within, like, three shifts?
0: Yep. His first one was an odd or something. Like, first shot. And... That's that's what you get when you play with uh, Zabin and Panarin.
2: Yeah, but I don't think he's scored since, so, I mean. Cool. My hopes are still quite low.
1: So, obviously, that's funny timing. That's how it works. I think we've had numerous podcasts where something's happened. Uh, Eric, he has
3: scored since. He has two oh. goals in, with the Rangers. Or is oh, that in wow. the first game as well?
2: Oh. Uh, oh, no, you're right. Yeah, I wasn't looking back far enough. Okay, well, how many games is that? Like
0: Nine games.
2: Okay, so... My <laughs> <laughs> points dance.
0: It's doing great. He's for playoff depth, okay? He's for he's in the playoff. He's going to come alive then.
3: All he'll need to be is playoff depth when they acquire Kane. Yep. Whoa, calm down. We're not there yet. <laughs> there not there.
2: I must say, I did kind of expect a little bit more of an increase in points from him right off the bat, just going from like such a deep St. Louis team into now playing on the top line with the Rangers. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. The Rangers as a whole haven't been doing great lately. So yeah, Mikey, I'm sure he's just going to be later into the season something to help them maybe get a little bit farther the playoffs and I mean if Kane goes over there and we'll talk about that later I'm sure but that would definitely be a big impact on his production as well
1: yeah we most definitely won't talk about that
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do not want to get us through the rabbit hole this early (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, we'll get there (laughs) Um, I won't bother so many of these trades there's a lot to unpack Um, obviously St. Louis got a pretty good haul possibly. Who knows? Mainly it was uh, the main piece going back was the first-round pick. Um, So, we'll have to wait and see how this trade really pans out and how doesn't uh,
0: does. Didn't Sammy Blay go back to they St. Did. Louis? Yeah. yeah.
1: St. Louis legend.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everybody's <laughs> uh, returning home, hey?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of whom, I mean, it's not his home, but uh, Rangers also acquired Tyler Mott they had at last year's added at last year's deadline from the Canucks. So they obviously liked them to acquire them again. Um, And that pretty much leads us into the next trade. Um, After about a week after all those trades um, there's a big rumor of uh, Patrick Kane going to the Rangers. Uh, If you follow our Instagram you would have seen uh, our post about it. And Obviously, to do so, the Rangers had to clear out quite a bit of cap and roster, you know, space. Um, they, I believe, put on, put that, I'm going to butcher this name, possibly that uh on waivers. Let's hope that's right. Um, hmm. There's going to be a lot of bad name um, pronunciating this episode. Definitely
2: getting a Max Monday this week, for sure. This, no, <laughs> no,
1: don't, I'm not... for a future note i am not reading out that meyer trade that's a
0: (laughs) but yes you are that's the whole point you're the guy who delivers the news this is news this is trade you have to deliver it
1: (laughs) okay okay, jesus i'm not Batman. (laughs) um so that ultimately led that same day to canox acquiring vitaly kraftsov um and going the other way was, obviously, Will Lockwood and a 2026 7th rounder. Um, so us Canuck fans will have a bit of discussion on this. Mikey, I'll throw it to you first.
0: Um, I don't... I think this is a win for the Canucks. I don't really know too much about um the guy we got from the Rangers, except that he probably will fit well with, like, Kuzmenko and, you know, Pedersen, I'm assuming. But... It just didn't look like he was happy in the rangers lockwood's a good player he's aggressive he's a hard worker but to give him and you know a seventh round pick for someone who was picked earlier in the like earlier around the draft i mean i'd say it's a win just hopefully he pans out next season not this season next season not,
1: not this one <laughs>
0: no not this one yeah. we we like we like where we're at now I think we like where we're at
1: yeah, yeah tank mode really <laughs>
0: yeah I mean it's bad to say as a Canucks fan but you know I don't want them to lose but just kind of coming to the end it's not really the end of the season but we're approaching like the 60 games or a little bit over just seeing where the Canucks are and how close we are to have a potential top three pick you know so it's, it's kind of okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of okay, like it.
0: I just don't really know well, what's his, What's his name, Vitaly Kraft? Oh Do you I don't say like <laughs> I don't know what his name. Man, I don't know. His, like, I don't really know his stats or anything he's about. So if you have his stats pulled up, pulled up, then I would mean, love to hear.
3: He was drafted pretty high, right?
1: Yeah, he was two picks after Quinn Hughes in the 2018 wow. draft, so ninth overall. If you forgot when when he was was selected um in 48 nhl games he has five goals and five assists um he has battled a lot of kind of off ice issues in a way uh he's kind of struggled to make the lineup over in new york um gone back and forth from the from the khl to here and the ahl kind of just all over um kind of regularly scratched as well so i think it's I think, on the Canucks' point of view, it's a very buy, you know, you know, low risk, high reward type of deal. I mean, like as much as I did like Will Lockwood, he was never going to make it, um, and you know, sending out a seventh round pick is a seventh round pick. You know, that's not anything. That um, player's not going to make it either. Yeah, that, that player right now also is about 14, 15 years old.
3: <laughs> so. <laughs>
1: I mean, you can't really you know look forward to that. So I think you know he obviously has a few. The Canucks are building a bit of a Russian empire over here right now, <laughs> so, so you know you never know. So as I mean, just like I said, low risk, possible high reward. If not, then you know you can't really say it cost them a lot to get.
3: No,
0: it could just be a good change of scenery like, as oh, well for Definitely. Him.
1: Oh, and especially crap. with like uh, some uh, other,
0: yeah, some other Russians on the team, like Mikhaev and Kuzmenko. I'm sure that also enticed, you know, a little bit farther as well.
3: Yeah. And, and and he's requested a trade a bunch of times from the Rangers, just obviously. I'm sure there's some behavioral things um, that the Rangers were kind of trying to correct with him. Um, and he just wanted out of there so bad. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. Obviously, we'll have to see um, what that means for this trade. Um, obviously, that does uh, uh, add another winger to the Canucks' <laughs> current glut of them. But I think that kind of shows that the management is possibly um, about to get rid of one or two of them at this deadline. Um, you know, there's been lots of rumors of Besser, a little bit of Garland um so we'll have to see and obviously i think going into next season will be a lot different of a team so
3: random question is ratty on the Canucks roster or is he still in the hl he's you
1: got he, called up he got called up i guess that's another thing that we've yeah. that's happened since the last episode interesting <laughs> he's How's played he in doing? played two games uh yeah. only about like eight or nine minutes a night unfortunately yeah. um you know, I mean he's a he's a project. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. He's still only twenty years old, so I'm not holding him to a high standard. Yeah. He's not gonna be Horvat's replacement next year even, <sighs> so <laughs> But hey, uh, as Mikey would call him, A B or an Anthony Pavillier <laughs> has looked pretty good <laughs> since coming over. Obviously playing with Pearson will probably make you look very good. But hey, if it increases his trade value it's a good thing. So we can probably move on to the next trade since we're already 11 minutes in, um, and we have so much to go through. Um, I mean, we can talk more about Patrick Kane to go into the Rangers, but time will tell with that. It does seem like that will be happening with for the Rangers, but that's probably a next episode thing. Um, so we'll leave it at that. Really. Um, yeah following suit in the East. Uh, we got the Boston Bruins, who are already at the top of the tables, um, yet they continue to add. Uh, they get from Washington, uh, uh, Dmitry Orlov and Garnet Hath- Hathaway. Um, so two more depthy picks to bolster our lineup. Uh, I don't know if we have much else to say about this, because, I mean, well, we... I, I...
3: <laughs> I personally think it was a good move for them to make after Toronto traded for O'Reilly, which we'll get into shortly. I think it's like a, I think it's like a, I hate to overuse the the term this episode, but I think that's an arms race between those two trying to get out of that division into the conference finals. So,
1: yeah, that'll be a crazy first two rounds because it seems like Toronto Tampa is that first round matchup. Barring any oh, sudden changes, guaranteed. And you would assume the second round will be facing Boston if they make it through. But let's just say they do. <laughs> yeah. So that's, uh, that's gonna it's give me quite the playoffs, and I can't wait for all of our brackets to be broken. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think that's a good trade for them, Boston. They're pretty much fully up to the cap. Um ceiling now so i don't think they'd be adding anymore and i think their roster is pretty solid as is obviously
2: i was gonna say like what other piece could they possibly be missing
1: i couldn't even tell you
3: <laughs> they're i'll try to pretty tell solid. you <laughs> you'll try
2: what yeah do you think
0: mm. oh damn they're pretty good <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I, don't... I mean, they got goalies who can score goals too. So okay, no well, <laughs> we'll get <go> there.
1: Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, Saturday. So that was yesterday, I guess. Um. Boston versus the Canucks. Canucks actually held their own for a fair bit there. Um. It was two one. I mean, it's not bad when you're facing boston who is boston this year and the canucks are currently at what the, you know who they are um but sure enough goalie pulled besser with quite the tip in to
2: basically a pass just the a pass basically to <laughs> Olmark.
1: mark and i'm watching and i'm like oh god here we go three canucks charge at him None of them block <laughs> no. it. That was
2: my favorite part,
1: the wall. <laughs> yeah, that's what Aaron told me. Like That was your favorite part. Three of All them three charge of them him, and it, him, and he, to to Olmok's credit, lifts it way above everyone, like 100 feet, I think, down the ice before it lands and goes directly in the middle of that. So fair
3: play. <laughs> um, I think you know. he did that at the All-Star game too, right? yeah That, that was one, one, of, of, the the, was that was one of the events. <laughs>
1: He had some good practice, yeah. So, you, I mean, even though it was on the other side of that, that was pretty cool to see. And he was ecstatic about it, you know, going down the benches, high-fiving, you don't ever really get to see do that as a goalie. That was pretty cool. sick, yeah. And obviously Boston, <laughs> if you know their post-game rituals with the goalie hug between Olmark and Swayman was pretty funny <laughs> to watch as well as hey, Swayman went nuts.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, it was a wicked shot like oh, e- easily better than half of been better the shot.
1: <laughs> I, easily yeah, those three canucks that I, I don't know who it was three who, canucks who was charges. it yeah uh besser miller <laughs> someone else i don't know so it just lifts all the way over everyone into the back of the net and quinn hughes rages out and slap shots it after <laughs>
3: <laughs> i don't blame him no i don't either. <laughs>
2: So. And, you know, that was actually also a history-making goal for the Canucks in never a positive way, unfortunately. <laughs> of course. Um, the Canucks are now the only team to have oh, yeah. two goalie goals scored against them in history. Wow, that's nice.
1: That's nice Out of, right like, there. eight goalie goals, and we have two There's of them.
2: There's 16 in the total a, of the 16? NHL. 16? <laughs> yeah, God. 16. That's going back to, like, the 80s, though. Okay. And two are against the Canucks, the only duplicate.
3: Of course. We scored the other one.
2: Um. They said on the broadcast, it so it was know. in 2002, San Jose Sharks.
3: Let's, Let's see, see if, if anybody I'll can name the it. goalie. <laughs> I'm not in 2002, it. In the
2: Yes. yes. <laughs>
3: Jeez. Oh yeah, that's what they said.
1: It
2: was nice. Yeah. Of course,
1: that's such a Canuck stat. <laughs> Just to pair it with the season they're having. <laughs>
2: But again, it's supporting our tank, so it's fine right now. We're good.
1: Yeah, I'm slightly happy that Kuzmenko didn't tie the game for a third game in a row with less than a minute left. Especially in the same day Anaheim and Columbus won their games in regulation. So that was nice. Love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> <You> love
0: to <laughs> cheer for losses. What is this season come <laughs> so only, only this season, man. You know, what's at, you know what's at stake. You know what's at stake. All the Canucks fans know what's at stake. Yeah, to drop
1: three places in the lottery. Yep. (laughs) Yep.
0: Man,
2: we don't need that negativity. Come on.
1: Maybe our luck has changed.
2: Optimistic.
3: (laughs) Maybe the luck has changed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's going to go to freaking Chicago or St. Louis at this rate. So, back to on track with our trades here. Uh, Kyle did already mention it. Um, we'll get into this now. Uh, O'Reilly uh, going from St. Louis to Toronto for a big old package, including uh, them also acquiring Noel Achari for their fourth line. So beefing up their team as they prepare to face on Tampa and go through the onslaught in the East and hopefully they get through the first round. Although I would laugh if it didn't happen again.
2: <laughs> I feel like most of us here would yeah. oh yeah
0: oh yeah <laughs> great additions though i must say good it is a really good ad yeah no even a Chari on the fourth line like come on now <laughs> come on no <laughs> <laughs> oreilly has got a bunch of points since he's joined the team i mean got a hat trick as well
1: that'll happen playing with Tavares and marner yeah yep, yep. Um,
2: i mean it's good that he's fitting in well and yeah, obviously too- he's that guy with a lot of playoff experience that most, if not all, of the Leafs don't really have. So, <laughs> you know, going into the postseason, he is going to be a really valuable addition because he has all that past experience as well. And he's obviously also a lot more defensive as a forward. So in those real tight series they're going to go up against, maybe that will have a bit of a bit of an impact on their chances against those other big teams. I mean, yeah, I know we're all hoping for another Game 7 first round loss, but maybe this is a difference maker. You never know. And
1: he's
3: great at face-offs, hey Kyle (laughs) For Riley? That's (laughs) the real real.
1: Is that why
3: they acquired (laughs) him? No, I mean, if if he's that good at face-offs Maybe they'll win a round
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to see
3: And if they don't, then don't at me (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Man, I really
1: want that discussion Between you and Corey Or debate, I should say
3: Hopefully That'll see a big one maybe one day <laughs> one day
2: <laughs> it's gonna keep talking about it forever yeah it's exactly. never gonna
1: happen. uh so we can head over to the west for a little bit here um <laughs> there's some big ones to talk about in the east one of which that literally happened about 20 minutes ago and we finally only know the details now but we'll we'll get into that we have a lot to go through <laughs> Um, So going to Winnipeg uh, is Nino Niederreiter uh, from Nashville. So they are basically declaring they are open for business and looking to sell after their crazy year last year for pretty much their whole team. Um, they are looking to sell. And that pretty much starts it off. Um, this also later came with the news of Barry Trotz, taking over as the preds gm that will be happening july 1st um so david poyle after i believe it was 28 years 26 years of being the gm the longest tenured one will finally
3: retire which is pretty crazy how long he has been there that's impressive really yeah (laughs) and to keep the team competitive well not consistently competitive but like off and on competitive in such a small market is super impressive I had just... One of the best decors ever of like the Consistent, salary cap era.
1: Yeah, like that was the main thing with their team is pretty much consistency. I mean, like, yeah, they were never bottom five, really. I think, and then always in it. Unfortunately, didn't have too much playoff success. They had a few
3: good runs. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's really good at putting together like a solid team, and now they're sellers. I've now they are that.
1: selling. And well, might as well talk about this now. I didn't think about it, but it makes sense. Um this is the trade that I just said happened about twenty <laughs> minutes ago. And that was <laughs>
2: damn it. <laughs> what a segue.
1: Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd stick in the east or the west here, but whatever. Um so obviously them with shopping. They have lots of other names to possibly look out for. We'll get into that. But Tanner Genoa going to none other than another Eastern Conference team in the Tampa Bay Lightning. They, and Mikey, you said this, they love these these types of players.
0: Oh, man, that just, it's just beefs up their team. Like, their third and fourth line are going to be, they're going to be good. And obviously, be... they're going for another uh, another cup. They want to do an, get another cup here. So adding him, I think, is a good shot at them making it farther in the finals. Oh, sorry, not the finals. The playoffs in general. Farther in the finals, yeah. Bro, I mess up one word. I have have to do it.
2: it. He's just picturing the Mikey Monday post now.
1: Every time (laughs) I'm grading
3: it, could I post it? Could I not?
1: Timestamp.
2: Timestamp.
3: Timestamp. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, Toronto adding O'Reilly and Achari. Tampa Bay adding Jano. Between those two teams, who do you think is gonna win that first round matchup? Oh.
2: Mm.
3: Man, that is
1: like you compare it to the series they had last year and these rosters are very similar. Um is it are they both better, maybe? <laughs> um that's good tough. question. It's very what was
0: what was the what was the return for Juno? Uh
3: first Go round ahead, pick yeah. in two years. Second round pick next year, third, fourth, fifth this year, and Cal Foot, who's their sixth defenseman right now.
0: And what do we think about that? Is that too much for Janot? It's a lot.
3: That's a lot. Yeah, That's a whole that one, a two, three, four, five. Five. <laughs> five five picks and a pretty decent prospect. Like he he'll he'll be he has the potential to be a top four defenseman, not much higher.
2: But if they are in win now mode and you know, is that difference maker i mean we're talking about how tight these series are going to be one player right now could be the difference so if it works out for them it's going to look great if they do lose in the first round then yeah that's going to be a lot to give up in the future
3: yeah
1: this is also pot most i mean who knows what they decide to do but this is a rfa at the year's end he's only 25 right now and a guy no, who a only point. had one season that you know this is rookie season last year, and he was amazing, albeit on a Nashville team that all did career <laughs> years. But he struggled a bit this year, that's for sure. Oh, he's, he's very he's, snake he, bitten. He's been struggling this year, yeah. that's for sure. But I, I mean, he's a massive body, and everything just fits in Tampa, I think, too well on that third, fourth line, kind of exactly what they've always acquired at these deadlines. So I think. Knowing them, it will work out really well. Yeah, no. I still yeah. obviously want to pull for them over at Toronto, so
0: <laughs> that's my pick.
1: <laughs> but it'll be, I think, going to seven games again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at a uh, Tampa's bottom six right now, and with the addition of Janelle, you know, it's gonna like it's just, it's only gonna get better. Like they have such like gritty, like grinder type players who can score as well too they will be hard to beat.
1: It definitely overmatches Toronto's like grit. Yeah, overall, it, like definitely does. So that'll be the difference between their kind of bottom six team, you know, matches.
3: I I hate to say it, but I think this is this is the year Toronto beats Tampa. Because hmm. Headman's definitely taken a step back. I think he's going to continue to regress over the next few years. Sergachev obviously is having a much better season, but other than that, their defense is just a lot different than it was last year.
1: To be fair, they did get rid of McDonough, which was a big, you know, playoff type guy they had. Oh, yeah. They He'll used in anything. big situations. Yeah. So it'd be a tough task for well, both teams, obviously, but <laughs> Tampa for especially sure. to not let Toronto win, because everyone on the internet wants them to win. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, then Toronto's got the media against them all the time. They're just piling garbage into those players' heads. <laughs> they have one bad game, and it's like, oh, well, that's the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, well, I think we're going to go to this next trade here. It's not the biggest one, but I know Kyle has a strong opinion about it. Mm. <laughs> and uh, that is the one that I believe happened. It was Yeah, that was just earlier today. And that was uh, Colorado re- acquiring Jack Johnson for Andreas England. England, yeah, the country. Ooh.
3: Um, So, Kyle, I know you don't like this. Brutal trade. <laughs> brutal trade. So last year in the playoffs, Colorado played their best games when Jack Johnson was playing like five minutes a night. Maybe even scratched. Like when Jack Johnson was scratched, Colorado played their best games. Um, There was literally times where like Jack Johnson like didn't play for huge stretches because anytime he touched a puck, he would give it away and it'd be a scoring chance against him. But no, let's go trade a physical defenseman moves starting to find his spot on the team for that garbage. Makes <laughs> zero sense.
2: Jeez, tell us how you really feel.
3: <laughs> no offense to Jack Johnson, but he's, like, a year older, and slow, and doesn't make good plays. And then they got him back. Like, that's a terrible move by the, by the GM. And that's a couple days after they traded Shane Bowers for Keith Kincaid. That made zero sense either. Like, Colorado's got two goalies in the AHL that are just as good, if not better, than Keith Kincaid. Why are you trading a prospect for a thirty-three-year-old goal, thirty-something-year-old goalie who's never been able to stick it in the NHL? Makes zero sense. i have I'm starting to lose confidence in our GM, and it's frustrating. I'm trying to go back to back here, and you're giving away players who can actually move the puck up the ice and. <laughs> And fight people and be physical. Like England's huge. He's a big guy. He can move the puck a little bit, way better than Johnson can. He can hit. He fights people. He's like the better version of Curtis McDermott on our team. Like he's just a good player. But what do I know? <laughs> I didn't realize he was that big. England's big, yeah. He's got to be like six four or something like that.
1: At least on cap friendly. It's six foot three,
3: six three. Anyways, yeah. how big's Jack Johnson? Six six
2: one. one. Okay, but yet he weighs a lot more. Oh
3: my
1: yeah,
2: god! he's a, he was he's a big boy. I didn't realize he was that old either. Thirty six. Oh, he's old. <laughs> yeah, he's,
1: he's... <laughs> oh, he's old. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's two hundred twenty-seven pounds. Holy shit! Yeah, and he skates like it too. <laughs> They calculated this weight after his whole, like, (laughs) binge after winning the cup last year.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, that's that's the disappointing trade. 27 years old. Fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Just disappointing. Well, we can
1: move on after that sad note there. Yeah, please. Uh, (laughs) Um... So another Western conference team in the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh my god, that was close. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, I'm talking a lot here. (laughs) Um, These
2: Mondays are really added up.
1: No, no. It's not a thing. We could make it a thing, though.
0: 100%. I am
1: changing the Instagram password. (laughs) No one's getting access. Um continuing on they acquired uh Ivan Barbashev uh let me pull it up straight here I didn't have it ready not bad um whack where did it go <laughs> there it is uh for prospect Zach Dean that's it just one for one
3: so
0: I can't uh can't speak on this one
2: uh, he's
3: Vegas his only prospect
1: he was probably which,
2: like, their again, top prospect
1: knowing them he was yet another first rounder that they drafted who is now gone from their
2: organization. <laughs> they love
1: doing that with, you know, you look at Glass and Suzuki and so on. So he's a 20-year-old prospect so, for a rental, so who knows? I don't know who Zach Dean is, so
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no picks in there because Vegas don't have a lot. Let alone prospects, but they just traded one. So I don't think we have much to say about that one, other than a Western conference team is a little buying a little bit to challenge well, Colorado, possibly. Um another Western Conference team that is buying, at least buying his contract, uh, was Arizona buying Shea Weber's uh, LTIR contract. So basically, buying a contract to make the cap floor next year. Because <laughs> he's never going to play. So that just adds to their ever growing legend of acquiring players that will never play for them. <laughs> like, how many are they at now?
0: <laughs> a lot. That's uh, Duke, Weber. Pretty sure it's Lad, Brian, Longer. Yep. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got
1: quite the. I think even Pronger, I saw a tweet about it. Like Pronger tweeted about it. Like, oh, like, join our golf uh, group, whatever. like, Arizona group. <laughs> they just have so many. It's too funny. Yeah. So I think we can probably move on to the, the biggest trade, that's for sure, in terms of I, assets. Hold
3: on, hold on, oh. hold on. Before you do this, I think the only prospect that Vegas has drafted and has only played for Vegas oh, in the gosh. NHL is Nicholas Hag. I think everyone else they've traded hmm. that have made it to the NHL wow absolutely shocking that's something
1: they drafted that Paul Cotter in the fourth round
3: they did, is he in the NHL? He is, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, there's another two. One. Two players two. on their current roster. Played, oh, yeah. He's played 40 games. Good for him.
1: He's, like, on their top line. Really? I think Where so. Or cool? like top, top line. <laughs> Damn. Uh, nice. Well, that's an interesting note there. So, do note, if you trade to Vegas, <laughs> you're not going to play for Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> All you guys in the AHL, I see you ain't making it. <laughs> <laughs> you will get traded. Yeah, they'll pull a New Jersey, sounds they. So, speaking of which, this <laughs> trade, Timo Meyer, it's been a talk for pff, weeks, months, a while now, especially since Mike Greer took over as gm of the sharks and realized there's no way he can sign this guy um he finally goes to the new New jersey devils and my god was it ever a trade it took about six hours for the full trade details to actually (laughs) come out (laughs) like little bits by little bit by bit was released it was like oh myers going to devils and then an hour later the biggest piece you know that they thought would be going to san jose was that dawson mercer and that it was revealed he was not part of the trade and then we found out 50 percent of myers contracts retained and then nothing for a little while until well kaboom if you've seen it you've seen it um you got like (laughs) five players going to the devils and four players go into the Sharks along with a whole bunch of picks and massive conditionals, one of which is hilarious. We'll get there. Uh, well, let's say New Jersey's the easy one to go over. They got Timo Meyer, obviously. Uh, Scott Harrington, who I don't know who is. I don't know half of these, almost all of these guys. Uh, they also got, for their AHL squad, uh, Zachary Imond, I'm gonna butcher all these. Mikey's still over there <laughs> laughing. Yep, there he is. Uh Santery oh boy. Hataka Timur. Teemer, Timur it That one's you that one's a tough this. No, there's no rehearsing that. <laughs> they got as Mikey joked earlier, they got two Timos. Timur, Timur, <laughs> whatever. They also got a 2024 fifth round pick, (laughs) which was Colorado's. Actually, funny enough. Um, So that was New Jersey's. Uh, My God, Uh, going to San Jose. These ones aren't much easier to pronounce. You got Andreas Johnson. Nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That's probably the easiest one. You got Fabian Zetterlund. uh, Nik- oh no <laughs> Nikita yeah. o- oh no Okotio <laughs> <I'm> too busy <laughs> you laughing say that one again Okotio Okotio oh, he's Russian sure. how am I supposed okay. to say that uh, and this oh god this one is just yeah uh, Shakir Makam <laughs> Makhamadulin. <laughs> Makamadulin what if you're looking at the name right now you know the struggle, Mike. You just laugh. I know you're holding it in.
0: You killed it, man. You Thank killed
1: you, it. I've been forced into this, everyone. Um, you along, chose this life. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, along with that is a 2023 first round pick of New Jersey's, which is a conditional, and that conditional is if the pick is a top two selection. New Jersey will instead transfer their own <laughs> 2024 first-round pick. So
3: what the who's, hell is that? Whose <laughs> whose who's pick is that? It's their New Jersey's. No, it said. What? I thought it said New Jersey would would transfer their own pick. Oh wait, yeah you wait. Right. Yeah. You're right. Who who they got? They don't have another
1: first rounder. Let me double check. Hold on. Okay, that one. Cap friendly. I'm looking at cap friendly. Anyways, I'll read it off the next one while Carl looks into that. Um, they got a twenty twenty four second round pick, also conditional, and that is if New Jersey makes the Eastern Conference Eastern Conference Finals this year, and Meyer plays in half of the games, or New Jersey makes the twenty twenty four Eastern Conference Finals, the pick peak- the pick becomes a first rounder.
2: That is so specific! Holy Very crap! Very
1: specific no wonder this deal took so long to freaking get released because they're too busy worrying about these conditionals and that's probably why it took months
2: <laughs> Jeez, they're like on the phone debating which round they're gonna go into to change the pick like what
1: and the what that the conditional should be like so if they make the second round both years then it's only a second rounder <laughs> so
3: <laughs> Interesting. So, who's New Jersey's GM? That's Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald right? Fitzgerald, yeah. So, that, this is an amazing trade for New Jersey for the fact that they didn't have to give up any of their top three prospects. That mm-hmm. being Luke so, Hughes, yeah. Alex funny. Holtz, or Simon Nemich, who are all going to be potential stars in the league. He's giving up their, like, fifth best prospect in Shakir... Makamadulan. There you go. <laughs> Much better. Um and that's that's crazy. Oh, and they're seventh best in Zetterland. So like But then these two are also or but I mean Zetterland's a bit older, but Shakir is a bit younger. So that's that's just crazy that they're not giving up their top three prospects for a guy who on a team that is not the Sharks will probably score 50 goals. <laughs> like he's playing with Nico Heischer, probably 50 goals. Well, Jack Hughes, Emo, too, even, yeah, like,
0: Jack Hughes sure yeah, So I, guess I don't see
3: I don't see Jack Hughes and Meyer playing super well together. Um, plus, you get unless he's on the
0: power play, like, oh for sure, like, yeah, yeah they feast. There.
3: I mean, they're probably zipping the puck around, yeah. Um, but I could see him and Heesher being like the like the better pair for Meyer to play part of. But I could be wrong. Yeah.
0: Meyer has always been solid. He just needed that team, and New Jersey is that team, and I am fully supporting the bandwagon <laughs> in the playoffs <laughs> for New Jersey. I'm oh, hopping geez.
2: on it. New Jersey, Jersey's already in the mail. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Timo Meyer' is- jersey's yeah. coming into the mail. Did
1: you order a freaking Zetterland? Knowing you,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
1: not yet. Who, what player did you curse? Because that's whoever is knocking me on the team soon.
0: <laughs> I'm getting a Meyer one, man. If they win the cup, I'm getting a Meyer one.
2: <laughs> Meyer, <or> Myers, <laughs> both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean Myers has as many goals as Hallmark
1: um, oh, no. so. <laughs> that was the joke Aaron said to me earlier I was like oh yeah like Meyer got traded or whatever while I was on the phone she's like oh Myers <laughs> and I was like good one
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish for that haul yeah <laughs> Um. so that was quite a trade <laughs> So yeah. New Jersey obviously another team in the East loading up for a playoff run and obviously even just the future because like Kyle said they didn't really give up gave up any of their top three prospects um, so
2: we kind of lucked out really in that way where they like yeah they're not really in a win now mode but they've added enough to make a push but then they're still gonna be just as good for the next few years like that's pretty hard to do
1: well, that's what happens when you draft well and have lots of picks and you can use a bunch well, of your I mean, more B so, like, prospects to acquire these guys, really.
2: Or so just not having to get rid of any of your young guys for those more veteran yeah. players, which they haven't had to do yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're going to be a threat, and Meyer will have to be signed this summer. He has a massive $10 million qualifying offer. Um which New Jersey actually has the cat They do have the cap, so They have him and Brat to sign That'll mm-hmm. be their main, main focus But look for them to be
3: Very Very good next year Yeah, And their and... defense is still solid Oh, They're in such amazing. good shape I mean their goaltending is going to be The only big question mark going into the playoffs Which We'll hopefully see them try to make a move And strengthen that a little bit Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. Actually, you look at the roster, and like so many, they have so many RFA's this summer. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you got Brat and Myers, the big ones, but then you got Sharon Govich, McLeod, you got a lot of their kind of depth pieces. So they're gonna be. They got Blackwood. They'll have to decide what to do with him. Well, he's been. He's always injured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I believe that is all of the
3: trades. Obviously, I'd love to I see them make a move a for. I'd love to see them make a move for Arizona's Vegmalka. I think that would be insane for them. Hmm. One of the best goalies in the league, playing on one of the worst teams in the league. Poor guy.
2: <laughs> or Demko.
3: Ooh. Demko would be. I think Demko would love that move. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys would love that move, but.
1: Well, that'd be a sad sight. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty much all of the trades. Obviously, there's a few other little ones I didn't go over. I think Mikey was gutted. I didn't write down uh, that enough or Guryanov. So do you have yeah, a lot crazy. to say about
0: that? <laughs> no, you just. Got to mention Weber, so you have to mention Danimov, man.
3: <laughs> okay. yeah, it's Totally same trade right there. At least they consulted his no trade list this time before. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> that was... <laughs>
1: so funny. <laughs> um, yep. So, obviously, trade deadline, only about f- less than five days away at this point. Um there's still a lot of players on the board, a lot of teams looking to sell. New Nashville has a lot of players. Arizona's got a lot of players. Um so I think we can talk about all the rumors that are going around mainly with all the selling teams. Um is Chickering ever going to get traded?
0: <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll be traded by by the deadline for sure. <laughs> He's been yeah, sitting for do like that two all. weeks. I'm sure he's not mad about that. His plus minus can't get any worse. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Why go minus 55 when you can just sit sit in the stands waiting for a trade?
3: <laughs> Still getting paid.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there was all those heavily rumors about him going to L.A. And that seemed like that was going to happen. And then it just never happened. And it's in a while since then. So, who knows what's happening there. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to figure out all the conditionals on those picks. <laughs> that seems to be a, the thing now with GMs. Um So, obviously with the Canucks, it's quite a few um looking to possibly, you know, get some attention. Uh Luke Shen has been out of the lineup for quite a few days now. Um, Breck Besser in the lineup, but a lot of rumors with him and his agents has been able to talk with teams for quite some time. Um, Demko we mentioned, Garland. So anyone else that you guys think could be traded or will they be moved by the deadline?
0: A lot of rumors about JVR. Um, oh, yeah. die. There's a lot of rumors about Gavrikov from Columbus just yeah it just depends i think there was a rumor that boston wanted gavrick i think it was him but i'm not sure
3: they did and now i don't think they need him yeah gavrickov is pretty mediocre so the fact that they got orlov is a little bit better
1: yeah they probably were asking the same price for orlov and orlov's better so (laughs) and he got halfway out of it as well So, I mean, we'll have to yeah. see. There's next episode, whatever that is. Hopefully not as long in between as
3: last time. Um, there'll
2: probably also, be a lot
3: of trades to talk about. Hopefully. Yeah. Also, the guy I want to see traded is Derek Broussard. Now, if he gets traded to a team no. he hasn't played for yet, <laughs> that makes it 11 NHL teams. So in the offseason, he can sign with a new team. That'll be 12, which ties the record, get traded at the deadline, and that breaks a record for most NHL teams played for.
2: Is that like a record you really want to break, though?
3: I, I mean, after playing for ten teams in like twelve Might years, well. I, I think so.
2: Might as well commit to it.
3: Yeah, he's got quite the like, you know, apparel
1: collection and hats and everything. My <laughs> just God. imagine that that guy's closet looks like. <laughs> I don't really does Does he wear the same number everywhere he goes? Because that'd be funny that'd be if awesome. it was like always different too. His closet's just full of
3: different numbers, different jerseys. I think he's worn, here, let me try to find the, he's worn number 16, then 19, then 25, then 18, then 10, then 16, <laughs> then 19 again, then 16 again, then 61 right now. Oh my God. Just
2: like, picks whatever jersey's left in the box. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's
3: like minor
1: hockey. He just gets thrown in a jersey that fits yeah. him. He's <laughs> like, yep, yeah, good so enough geez that's pretty funny actually (laughs) yeah for being a veteran he really doesn't get the choosest number (laughs) I mean he's
3: always the new guy on the team
2: (laughs) this is a little random but I was just looking him up on Wikipedia and I was thinking like oh that must be tough on his family if he's moving around so much (laughs) and there's just like a quote here Brassard is unmarried and does not have children and (laughs) he has told reporters that this allows him more flexibility in moving to different teams (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so he's definitely gonna to want to break the record based off of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it seems like he's going for it. Yeah.
1: Man, wow!
2: <laughs> Sorry, that was really random, but I that's Probably. so
3: funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, good for him. Maybe he wants to break the record. All he so he's actually uh, he he has 997 career NHL games Ooh. and and Ottawa. Uh, told the media that he will not be traded before his thousands game so his thousandth game is supposed to be on Thursday the day before the deadline so, so
2: then before his thousands and one game he's going to be traded for sure
3: I'm hoping so I'm hoping that he plays Thursday for Ottawa or plays Monday Tuesday then Thursday for Ottawa and then hits Lies his thousandth out Friday game Friday morning and then yeah and then they ship him off the next day that'd be great <laughs> Jeez, that's so funny. He's got no family, no (laughs) kids. He
2: just lives on his van driving around.
3: (laughs) The definition of a suitcase, I like how he got asked
1: about it, too. Basically, like, fair play. Well, we can probably get into other news. Um, there's not really much else to talk about, and then I know Kyle has a little special segment for us. There's no trivia today, because we're already pretty far How in. How
2: dare you! Oh wow,
1: me?
3: Okay,
0: Simmer.
2: Are you in charge of the I order of events here?
0: Does Aaron have trivia planned?
2: <laughs> no. Okay. Oh,
3: well, <laughs> Derek Brassard would have been in good trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would have been if I would have... Oh, yeah. damn. Shoot.
1: Or at least whoever is currently first for that record. I don't know who it is
3: off the top of my head. You don't? Damn. No? Who? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sollinger, yeah. Um, oh. oh. <laughs> he played for, like, obviously 12 different Well, teams. yeah. <laughs> huh. What's his first name? Hold on. Cole. No. Well, it's it's Cole's dad. dad yeah, I know. <laughs> Good God. Why can't I... Mike's... Yeah. Mike's, Mike's cylinder. Hmm.
1: Twelve themes. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, in a uh, little other news, uh, this is a uh, thing mikey wanted to bring up most notably and that is that a couple days ago uh kes perry went on waivers um when i made this little spreadsheet here of everything we're going to talk about he was like oh where's captain and i was like do we have to talk about him he's like yeah i think canucks should have got him so
0: I don't think Why? I said where's Campanen. First of all, you forgot to add him into the list, and then you remembered that he got claimed. I didn't say anything. You were like, "Yes, didn't Captain you know, go on waivers?" No, dude. I did not. Say I, didn't anything. Say anything, oh, I didn't say God, anything, dude. I didn't say anything about it. There's <laughs> <laughs> it was Kyle. I I was
3: been. one who brought it up. Yeah. So, oh, okay. <laughs> So Kapanen, obviously, Pittsburgh put him on waivers. He was having a rough season, pretty hot and cold, and uh, St. Louis claimed him. Do you think the Canucks should have put in a claim for him, Mikey?
0: I mean, I agree with Max. They shouldn't have to put another $3 million winger on the ice. but it'd be kind of cool to see Kapanen um, here and see if he could, like, pull some magic with Pedersen and whoever else. But I'm not saying that they should have. Went for him. He has three million after all, so just saying it would have been cool to see somebody like him come to the Canucks and play with Pedersen and whoever else.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm Max, not your... I'm I'm still sticking on no. I do like the idea of a captain type of player because it adds a lot of speed to a lineup that doesn't have a lot. Um, you know, we've kind of lacked that, and this year we have seen that. Um, that being said, three million on the books next year as well is a lot to take on for a team that again has a lot of wingers and <laughs> doesn't have a lot of cap space, and they don't want to like add to that. Um, and they don't want to pick up underperforming you know guys. And this also came, I believe, we don't want to pick be- up underperforming guys, okay? I
0: think no. We <laughs> okay. I think Canucks are more than capable of doing that, right? <laughs> Re- okay. They, they're they're actually experts products. at picking up on
3: capable players. Okay.
0: Other GMs hit up our GMs to ask for advice on how to pick up people that can't score.
3: I heard that the Columbus GM phoned the Connects GM and asked, how are you so incompetent? We need
0: <laughs> Ben, I'd like to hear that conversation.
1: So... Yeah. Aaron, do you have any uh, take on that?
2: I mean, I don't know too much about how Captain's been doing this year, but I'm just glad that Canucks aren't adding many more pieces. Like, I they should definitely be sellers right now, and yeah, it's I'm glad that nothing happened basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and pretty much last little note here. Um, pretty much earlier this evening uh mark giordano um blocked a few shots in their game and yeah he did actually he blocks quite a few actually and so much so that he is now the (laughs) all-time leader in block shots passing chris russell um who if i remember chris russell got some sort of special trophy or so from the nhl wasn't it wasn't like golden chin pads or something oh yeah yeah it was it was <laughs> so, like yeah golden look chin for pads. that to be on the radar especially since jordan on toronto <laughs> they're gonna have a whole ceremony next game watch.
3: oh they basically planned the parade for this record <laughs> <laughs> yeah so
1: pretty interesting stat obviously they only started tracking it not that long ago but Still, nonetheless, to have like the thousand, couple thousand that he has is,
3: you know, quite a few of one thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. Is that the,
2: is that the record?
3: Hold on. Uh oh no, he passed Chris Russell. Yeah. Two thousand forty-five. Two thousand forty-five. That's gotta hurt. Two zero four five. Yeah. God. That's how lot. I would take one slap shot off the shin pads and rage quit. I'm <laughs> built for that, but that's why I don't make fifty million in my career.
2: That's why you're not in the NHL cal.
3: That's exactly that's, that's what, the, that's only, the only thing keeping me. <laughs> don't want to block shots. Just diving out of the way of them. <laughs> So, that's it. Finally, for all these news. That's that is our short news segment for the
1: week. Totally like, short. An hour in. Yep. Get to the rest of the podcast.
0: <laughs> what happens when you miss two weeks?
2: <laughs> last what happens week's when I you miss? Been...
3: Yeah. The last week's episode would have been boring. It's like all the trades. It's just the last started... couple started. Yeah, they started like five, six days ago. So, but yeah um if there's nothing anybody else wants to mention we're gonna hop into my uh it's not trivia it's uh it's our trade deadline poll <laughs> so i got five teams six teams here six six teams here and all i need from you guys is a quick explanation why you think this team is gonna be a buyer a seller or just staying put and not making any moves so we'll go around the horn on Calgary. Mikey, what do you think?
0: Uh I'm just gonna peek and see where they are in the standings right quick.
3: Good. And I think they're a couple points out.
0: Oh yeah, they're four <laughs> points right now out of the card underneath Seattle. Um I think they can make a couple additions. I don't, they definitely need somebody who can score because it doesn't look like that's their strong suit this season. (laughs) Um, Even though they did add Huberto, Caudry, you know, they still have Lindholm. We already discussed Calgary many times on the podcast about how they're not playing up to their potential. But, yeah, I don't know. I think they need someone who can score. and, And their defense, their defense is okay still. It seems pretty standard from what they had last couple of years, I think. So I do think they could probably land a goal scorer and they should be all right. Like somebody who Hubert O can feed the puck to and have no problem putting in the back of the net.
3: Yep. Definitely. Definitely could use somebody for, for goal scoring Their Their goal scoring has been abysmal. Max, what do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we're all going to have similar ish answers unless one of you two after me have a wild one, but I think they definitely need a little bit of a scoring punch. Um, Right now they are just barely outside the playoff, the wild card, second wild card. Um, So they got to beat out the Kraken, the Oilers, the Jets to make it. Um, So, and their roster is pretty much, you know, they're not that young. The, obviously, Hubert Ho, Kadri ain't getting any younger. Markstrom's had a very rough year. That's one thing that's really hurting them. Uh, he was not the... What did he have? Nine, ten shutouts last year? Um, It's not the same goalie.
3: He's been so sure. awful this year.
1: Yeah. Um. So definitely could use a forward. The only issue with them is they only have about 700k of cap space yes um and there's not in a way not a lot of forwards left at least that like fit that top six criteria do they look for like a jvr maybe
3: but is that enough to get them anywhere we'll see aaron what do you think buy sell stay put
2: yeah i'm gonna go stay put um, not really that they're going to do that on purpose, but kind of similar to what Max said, I think they would probably like to add somebody, but with their limited cap space and just the players that they have already, I don't feel like they're going to have an opportunity to add the right person. Um, so I think they're kind of going to be forced to stay the same.
3: Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree with you guys there. I think that they put themselves into a corner where all their players are got a couple years left on deals, so they don't really want to trade anyone. And they, I think they're just going to stay the course. Notable expiry contract at the end of the year is Milan Lucic. <laughs> Could he be moved? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I He's a full no-move clause,
1: so <laughs> he'd have to, like, approve it, so I feel like that'd be so challenging.
3: Yeah. But... Yeah, Andy likes it in Calgary too. So yeah. Next team on the list: Pittsburgh buyers, sellers, or staying put? Maxwell, we got. Let's see where they are in the standings. Obviously, super competitive Eastern Conference. Yeah, that's the toughest part about
1: this. They are in a wild card spot. They yeah. are in a wild card spot, and they have battled this whole season. They. Been very inconsistent, I would say, up and down. Jari's had a lot of injuries, um and I mean, you look at this roster; they can't afford. Well, they can't really sell. I mean, they just basically brought back the you know the whole gang in the summer: Crosby, Rust, Letang. Um, sorry, not Crosby. I meant Malkin. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So. They don't have a lot of prospects, I believe, to move. They also don't have a lot of cap space. So I think they're just going to have to stay put and, you know, make the playoffs.
3: Probably going to be facing a
1: Carolina
3: or someone. So good yeah. luck. <laughs> and and noticeable um, expiring contracts at, at the end of the year. Jason Zucker has been had a pretty decent season. He's kind of mm-hmm. off and on, but he's done at the end of the year. Brian Dumoulin, obviously, great great top four defenseman for them in the past half decade. And Tristan Jari is expiring at the end of the year. So, Maxwell, you're saying stay put? Yeah, I mean,
1: they don't got a lot of room to buy. I mean, if they can add, I know they're... You know, they've just been so inconsistent, so I don't know if they need some more bottom six help or defense, but... I think they can't really do much. They'll buy have to stay put, even though they've already been calling for Hextall to be fired. No. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think he can do nothing.
3: Yeah. Aaron, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go have to go with stay put as well. I think it's a pretty similar situation to Calgary in that they just don't have the space to do what they maybe would want to do. I don't see them being sellers this year, even in the next couple years, as long as that. Crosby Malkin, the whole core is still kind of there. They're probably going to try to add some pieces, but I don't think they could do it this this year. It's how limited space they have and how little they have to give away.
3: Um, Mikey, same opinion, different opinion?
0: Same opinion as Aaron. She pretty much nailed it. I mean, you can't really make many other moves with that core you have with Gensel, Crosby, Malkin, with Dumoulin. Um, I don't really see who they would move or, you know, pick up in that sense too. Um, I think they're staying put. I think they just ride out their team and, you know, if they make the playoffs and do well, then they make the playoffs and do well. I kind of feel like it's like every year, like they do well sometimes. And then, you know, sometimes it's just like a 50-50 toss around. Definitely. Yeah.
3: Um, Next team on our list buffalo sabers they have a ton of cap space um do they ever (laughs) a lot of their big deals start next year so they could absolutely add somebody and make a push um expiring contracts for them uh zemgus gergensons i don't know how much values there um other than that, there's not a lot of people that people that, that teams might be interested in. Um, how many points for a playoff spot are they? They're one point out of a playoff spot right now, with one game in hand. Over so, Pittsburgh, who we just talked about. <laughs> exactly. Um, Mikey, what do you think for? Oh, sorry, Aaron. Aaron, what do you think for Buffalo?
2: I want to say that they would be buyers um simply because i think in that east division it's so tight i mean they're pushing for a wild card spot why would you not if you have this that much space just go for it like something short term again like you kind of mentioned i don't know who that would be if they're going to be able to find the right person and i think they're definitely going to try to do it
3: yeah mikey what do you think
0: uh they are currently i think one or two points out of a wild card I want to see them make the playoffs just because I like Paige Thompson and he's killing it this year, so I'd want to see what he does there. So I think like you said at the beginning, they do have the space to add a player that could be that factor that they need, whether that be on offense or defense. I think if they get one more kind of key player, they'll be um, in the wild card spot. So I do think they are buyers.
3: Maxwell?
1: yeah i mean this is a team that they've really built themselves to be they want to be competitive for years to come and they don't definitely wouldn't want to sacrifice that in the short term um they have a boatload of cap space if they want they can even be one of those third party brokers and continue to add picks to their and add to their prospect pool yeah which is easily a possibility with them having 18 million in cap space um It'll be tough. I know Alex Tuck recently went on the IR for I believe he's a couple of weeks, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So that hurts Darlene's day to day. So it'll be tough if they make the playoffs. It's an absolute win for them. I can see them looking to maybe just they'd add, if they were to buy, it'd be kind of one of those trade deadline deals that are like almost meant for the summer. Like they'd add someone with term or more of like a younger player that fit into with their core. Um, like a Tanner know, That could have been one, yeah. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if they would have paid that much for him. Definitely not. <laughs> but they're not going to go out and get, you know, James, James Van Riemen Dijk or, you know, <laughs> kind of like these older like rentals. So,
3: in a way, they're like a sneaky buyer. <laughs> sneaky buyer? Yeah, I, I, I have them as a staying put. Um reason being I don't think that they should mortgage any of their future for for a playoff run that they're gonna get eliminated in the first round. So if they make it, great. If they miss the playoffs, then try again next year. Um next team, Detroit Red Wings. Detroit uh kind of went off a couple weeks ago. They were they were having a good couple couple weeks there um, and they currently sit three points out of the playoff spot right behind Pittsburgh and Buffalo um, expiring contracts for them going to the trade deadline Dylan Larkin still not signed an extension uh, Tyler Bertuzzi as well still not signed an extension there between those two and their position in relative to the playoffs max do you think they're buyers sellers or they've They've had
1: uh... they've had a great couple weeks here and they also did i believe near the start of the season and then they had a really rough patch um so they are very inconsistent (laughs) um (laughs) and they are obviously in the east um they have a lot of expiring deals obviously the most notable one being larkin but I think they definitely should be keeping him, shouldn't? I don't think they should be selling him. Um, person who they should be selling, and I am labeling this them as a seller. Um, but they should sell Bertuzzi. I think that's a guy you can get a lot for. Um, I think he just fits the mold of playoff hockey really well, um, and you know you can get a good haul for him to a you know a team that they're still looking to be you know competitive a year or two from now like they don't want to go all in or they also don't want to stay put and do nothing this deadline and barely miss and then lose Bertuzzi for nothing so I think they should sell
3: yeah now Mikey is would Detroit staying put be considered a like a loss of a trade of a trade deadline for them do they have to either pick buyers or sellers and commit to that or is staying put fine?
0: Good question. Um, I think with the moves they made on like their own offseason, bringing in all these free agents, that was supposed to be their like, turnaround, and which it was because I don't think we've seen Detroit play this well in years, if I'm being honest. Um, but with like the Metro and the East just getting more competitive, you know, we have already talked about the Rangers making all these moves, New Jersey making all these moves. Um, and potential teams like Florida could make a move or, you know, I don't know. Um, one of the other teams that are close in the playoff race, it would only benefit them if they did maybe add an extra body as well. But again, all of their moves that they made on the off season last year was supposed to lead in to this playoff season. Well, like bringing in Perron and Andrew Kopp and Huso and all of those guys. Yeah, so
3: are you thinking they're gonna buy or sell?
0: Uh it's tough to say. I, I feel like they'll. I don't know if they're gonna sell. I haven't even heard any rumors from Detroit players, um, really. Um, so it's tough for me to say. Uh, I'm kind of in between. That's fair. That's fair.
3: Um, Aaron, what do you think?
2: Yeah, pretty much on the same page. I mean, Detroit—they have gotten a lot better this year, but they still aren't really strong enough to make a real big playoff push yet so it's really about the long term for them i think it would be helpful if they try to sell a little bit right now but again just being careful not to give up too much and just really focusing on how to make the space to get those contracts re-signed in the summer and then maybe adding a few more pieces then versus really going all in right at this moment with crazy selling but i think it would be beneficial for them with the way some of these other teams are trying to add Years right now, if they could give somebody up, they might be able to get a few better picks in return at the moment.
3: For, yeah, especially for this draft, that might be beneficial. Um, yeah. Next team on the list is the team tied with Detroit. A couple points out of the wild card spot Florida Panthers, last year's President's Trophy winners. Buyers or sellers or staying put, Aaron? I will go Actually, through there. That their... is
2: one that I'm. Yeah. Do you want to maybe talk about some of their contract so, contracts before I give an answer? Yeah, here?
3: for sure. So so obviously, they got rid of Huberdo and Uyghur last year to bring in Matthew Kachak. Both of those guys would have been expiring contracts. The only expiring contracts they have, Radko is it. And then, like, a couple of their, like, fourth liners will be expiring as well. But everyone else is signed for two to three more years. Um, they just got Anthony Duclair back from injury. He was, he had a torn Achilles, so he's back playing top-line minutes with, right now, Anton Lundell and Sam Reinhardt, since Barkov appears to be injured. Is Barkov injured again? Yeah. Good God. Anson. He's had a <laughs> tough year. Yikes. Thing, uh, the thing uh Kachuk's got E2 Lustarinen to play with. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah, he's Not ideal. These guys are banged up. Buyers, sellers, or staying put, Aaron. You've had your time.
2: Alright. I don't know if I'm seeing this right. Their projected cap space is zero dollars.
3: That's this
1: year.
2: This year.
1: Next. Okay. I mean, like right now. What is it next year? Right now, they do have um. What is it? They got about 700k of cap space.
2: Okay, so it's still not much at all. Nope. I feel like them, it would be stay the same, simply because of how much they did last off season, and now I don't really know what's going on with them, other than a lot of injury issues, but. It's not really worth it to make any crazy big moves at the moment for them. I don't really see anything happening. Haven't heard of anything happening. So, yeah, I feel like they will probably stay the same.
3: I think they've had a good last couple of weeks as well. Mikey, what do you think?
0: Um, with Florida, again, yeah. tough to say with Barkov being injured. I don't know how long he's injured for. So maybe if it's like a little bit of a long-term thing, they might want to pick up another center. Um, Obviously this player won't be as good as Barkov, but maybe somebody to hold down the fort until he's back. Um, Again, tough to say with them and just kind of like their new team with Kachuk and everything like that.
3: Yeah. Maxwell?
1: So, out of all the teams we've gone through on whether they're buying, selling, or staying put, this one to me is probably the hardest. You look at their season so far, and they have kind of struggled. I mean, obviously, when you're comparing it to last year, it's night and day. Um, Barkov, I believe, is only day-to-day, to answer your question, Mikey. Um, Thank you. If they were to put him, I mean, I mean, who knows, behind the scenes, but if they were to put him on uh, IR or long-term IR, they, that would free up 10 mil of cap space for him. That would make them... <laughs> Definitely able to do something at this deadline, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I feel like
0: they're going to stay. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they're
1: going to stay. you like they don't have a first round pick for the next three years.
3: Um, I don't know if they have any good prospects either. Most definitely do not. Grigory Densenko, who they just called up. Yeah, like
1: this core and the roster is pretty much like it is Um, so I think they have to in a way stay put I mean if they can trade in some way for some center or Mm. kind of depthy forward that would be nice but they don't got a lot to offer so I don't think they will or can do anything Um, they just have to hope they can make the playoffs uh, because you do not want you know to miss and have your pick being a lottery chance for Montreal (laughs) As (laughs) I have put it before, you do not want to trade Chirot, or for Chirot, and give up Bedard. (laughs) So, try your goddamn best to
3: make the playoffs, and maybe they can do some damage. Maybe, yeah. No, I I, I agree that they have no choice but to stay put. They put themselves in a position where they can't take on any salary, they can't take on any new players, and they can't give up anybody because they don't have anybody to give up, so they're just hoping that players come back healthy and they find a way to squeak in and if if they're in a in a wild card spot i could see them giving a top seed trouble just based on how skilled mm-hmm. they were last year i mean in a seven game playoff series anything's possible so last team we're going to talk about here is going to be the Ottawa Senators um they're like They've won 8 of their last 11, I think the number was I was looking at. Jeez. Putting them still 7 points out of a playoff spot, but they're firing their way up the rankings right now, which is absolutely great for you Canucks fans. Um, Interesting with them is just the fact that they had such high expectations coming into this season, and they have really let themselves down expiring contracts this year nobody of note really Travis Hamanick but I don't see him his trade value being very high um, don't forget Brassard. Derek, Derek Broussard <laughs> as well needs to be traded and Cam Talbot is a UFA after this season with no contract in place going to next season Mikey does Ottawa buy sell or stay put
0: seven points out of a wild card spot with like 20 something games to go ah uh, that's are they like how is their like cap i know oh, yeah. you just mentioned uh they got you only just... mentioned a couple of signings next year but that's not really they're they not really big players they got just so they
1: five mil
0: no. okay they could, I mean, if they wanted to, they could get somebody pretty decent for that, but I just don't... I don't know. if, Like you said, though, they've been climbing up the rankings, so if they're going all-in, then it's time for them to make another move and get somebody else. So I'd say buyers, but I don't know who would be the fit for them.
3: Buying an older player or a younger player?
0: Um... I don't know i could see somebody like i'm not saying it would be better but like somebody around the same age somebody with the same kind of like skill set
3: i could see if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah somebody like that for sure seven points is seven points all these other teams are going to be racing too right so these teams that are closer to the playoff wild card aren't going to stop
3: yeah aaron what do you think
2: Yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. I was just reading an article here um, and just on this question that you asked, I guess their GM was asked a very similar question the other day about where they're going by seller stand. And he said, we're open to all three options. (laughs) I don't even think they really know what they want to do still. (laughs) Um,
3: Tell me you have no idea what they are doing. (laughs) I think it's kind of
2: like what Mikey said, where it kind of depends on who they can get, right? Like you don't want to do anything too crazy don't want to do nothing but if they can find like defenseman, another sort of depth winger to add something that's not going to cost them too much in the long term i think it would be worth it to buy but i think it's going to be like some other teams we've talked about kind of difficult for them to find that right fitting piece with this little time and this little players left
3: yeah maxwell what do you think same thing yeah similar um i don't
1: honestly think they need to add to their forward group or at least i mean if it is it's going to be someone for the future but they got their top six loaded up Uh, a lot of them are signed long term as well the only one being alex de who is an rfa this summer um so they have to make a decision on him on him but i think they'll most likely sign him um what they do need, and they've been talking about all year, is they need defensemen. Um, poor Shabbat is playing about t- <laughs> averaging 26 minutes a night, it's like the um, third year in a row for yeah, for like the third, fourth year in a row. he is. I mean, he's slowly getting help from Sanderson, who's had a pretty good year for a year. Um, you got Artem Zub, um, but that's about it. I mean, their fourth highest. You know, um, like average ice time for a defenseman is Travis Hamonic, so they definitely need someone else in there. And I think it's been part of the rumors. And I think they need to go yeah, after. They discovered those
3: lights seven. And they did just get yeah. cap room there. They had to give away a couple of picks
1: as well just to yeah. do that. Um, but I think they do need to go after someone like Jacob Chit- Chitrin. Um I think it fits their timeline pretty perfectly. Um, that's it. Right age, contract. You'll be able to deal with in a couple years after you need to resign them. And I think they do have a decent prospect pool and few picks to be able to do so. Uh, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs this year, but it, you're looking towards the future with that kind of addition.
2: But do you think they would also be a team that's looking at Luke Shen potentially?
1: Um, maybe, but I feel like so many other. Teams would like teams that are really like Toronto or someone would be way more into him. I don't think. Yeah, so I think either. Tampa.
0: I think Tampa has a good chance of getting uh, Shen
1: back. Tampa. Somebody who's yeah. more
2: in the win right yeah, now. Yeah, in kind the win
1: now. That's a win now kind of move. So, Probably I think they'll give up a bit more than Ottawa would as well. Exactly. Yeah. So I think Ottawa would like Shen, but I don't think they'd give up nearly as much as what other teams will be maybe that's a moving. move they make in
3: the off season trying to sign him to to deal it very well could be yeah. yeah
1: but I think they definitely need defensive help. Yeah.
3: Very interesting. Well that is it for the True Deadline poll. Um I love how almost all of those
1: teams are in the East because it's just that much of a <laughs> crazy show mm. over
3: there.
2: Just a bloodbath over there. Yeah, Calgary
3: is. and the rest were easy. Yeah. Because I don't think the like I don't see. The West is
1: kind of, of laid out other than the last it's kind of figured out other than
3: the last spot,
1: yeah. Because Calgary is just outside the wild second wild card. And yeah. below Calgary is Nashville
3: and St. Louis, them. who
1: are both kind of selling. Yeah, they well. So yeah, the they basically said they're best selling best and best they best are best selling. Best so, best. so it's pretty much yeah up to that last because after nashville
3: I get, get got rid of janat and Rider, like their forward depth is just shot there's no way they're they're catching up and making the playoff spot in st louis same thing they're getting rid of everyone and, and their they, coach yeah. is calling out all their players <laughs> for being and they did <laughs> lose applied. uh johansson the other day when they faced the
1: canucks because you got a oh, skate yeah, yeah. Cut. I did. Didn't really see it that well, but yeah,
3: didn't he, look pretty. He went nice. in for surgery. He'll be out yeah. probably the rest of the year. Oh, he is already. Yeah. yeah. So, so it really just leaves Calgary trying to catch up there. But I don't think. I mean, they could have the juice, but they might not have the juice, to to catch Seattle. Or whoever ends up last in the in that wild card race. Perfect. But then, yeah, East is way more open. Oh, definitely. When it comes to wild card. Yeah.
1: So, obviously, trade deadline coming up in a few days. We'll definitely have to have a podcast um, around then with, well, hopefully a fair bit of news. There's so many rumors. Let's hope. I I know (laughs) TSN is hoping for a lot of trades, especially (laughs) on that day, (laughs) or else they're just going to be doing recaps.
3: (laughs) Yeah. conspiracy theory by from Corey is that tsn is now paying teams to not make trades this week so then they have something to talk about on friday i believe it yeah i do too you heard it here
1: first um so as you know we like to pose a fan question to you all um This one is going to be about the Canucks, and that's going to be, which Canucks do you think will be traded by this trade deadline? There's a lot of rumors. Um, It's fully not known who will be going, or if they will be going. Um, So let us know. We'll make sure to have a couple polls and posts about it. Uh, Aaron, why don't you do the outro?
2: Yeah, oh, well, I just wanna, sorry, Aaron, nope. sorry. I just want to
0: say, um, I looked up statistics for our podcast before this. And I just want to <laughs> say, we have about like 630 listens through our first like 20ish episodes. So, thank you guys so much for all the listens, downloads, and everything. We really enjoy doing, you know, these podcasts and talk about hockey for two hours. So, I just wanted to say thank you because that's a pretty good number.
3: Yeah, it's a great shout
1: out. Okay. So, thank you all.
3: Absolutely. Thank you to all the loyal listeners. I know Mikey has recruited a couple of them to 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 the pod, and they've been big fans ever since, so. so shout out there.
2: And all of you that interact with our Instagram questions and posts, we appreciate that as well, having some answers to those questions we posed to you guys. Um, anyways, before we get to the outro, though, we do have to go over our Trivia Tuesday answers Ooh. Ooh, yeah. because I know we have greatly disappointed Corey in not having a trivia segment this episode, but <laughs> we did have some trivia while we were gone. So we had two trivias. Uh, the first one was, of course, everyone's favorite fitness influencer, Rod the Bod, Rod Brendamore. Thank you, Max, for coming up with that one.
1: That was too easy. I felt I felt I messed that one up.
2: I think most of the people not myself got it on the first hint um
1: yeah my dad got it in like two seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was like shit
2: now <laughs> yeah, the second one was a little bit more challenging for kyle kyle like this is the first trivia question we've had ever that you haven't been able to answer
3: it was mascots. and that was of course
2: That's why harvey the hound everyone's least favorite apparently mascot <laughs>
1: like third most scariest or something
2: If you want to go look at a photo of what he looked like after calgary got flooded you will have nightmares i promise it is terrifying oh yeah (laughs) anyways i think that about wraps us up for this episode as always please go connect with all our social media we love to hear from you guys and as mikey already said thank you guys so much for tuning in week to week and sticking with us even when we're not on a regular schedule we do appreciate it so much uh, we will hopefully be back within the week so we'll see you guys next time